Parshas Veschanan begins with Moshe Rabbeinu imploring the Rabbeinu Shlolem to reconsider his harsh decree and allow him to enter Eretz Yisrael. In fact, Moshe doesn't just raise the subject with Hashem one time. He davens 515 tefillahs, the numerical number of Veschanan, for Hashem to nullify his decree. The Medrash tells us that Moshe said, You know the effort and the sacrifices I made for you, the suffering I endured leading your people, and this is the reward you give me after 40 years of laboring for you? Moshe's argument was compelling. His intent was pure. His request was reasonable. If there was ever anyone in the history of the world that had pulled by Hashem, that had protected by the Bezden Shamala, it was Moshe. If there ever was a person who knew the inner workings in Shemayim, it would be Moshe. Moshe spoke to Hashem peh el peh. He had face-to-face meetings with Hashem. And how does Hashem respond to Moshe's relentless tefillahs? Ravlach. Hashem tells Moshe, forget about it. Al toysef daber elai. Don't talk to me about this. I don't want to hear about it anymore. It's not happening. So leave me alone. Stop asking me. Moshe's tefillah is considered the model, the paradigm of all Jewish prayer. One we should all emulate. In Tehillim we say, Tefillah Moshe. His prayers are the most prominent of all tefillahs. However, as we read in the parsha, his tefillah wasn't answered. He didn't get his wish to enter Eretz Yisrael. So how do we tell someone in their time of need to duplicate and strive to achieve this level of tefillah when it seems that it wasn't even answered? In October of 1994, an Israeli soldier, 19-year-old Nachshon Waxman, was kidnapped by Hamas and held for six days with an ultimatum given for his release. Yidin all around the world desperately davened for his release. Men, women and children around the globe set to Hillam for a safe return home. On Friday of his captivity, his mother, Esther Waxman, pleaded with Israeli women, religious and chiloni, to light candles that evening as a schus for her son. Later that night, an Israeli commander unit raided the place where Nachshon was being held. They killed the three terrorists that were guarding him. But when they entered his cell, they discovered they were sadly too late. He had already been executed. And Klal Yisrael was crushed. Yidin around the world mourned them like their own son. Thousands of people from all different backgrounds gathered at the Leviah to pay their last respects and to mourn the fallen hero. Hidden around the globe were inconsolable. A few days later, they interviewed Esther Waxman. And she said, Right before the Leviah, my husband's greatest concern when burying our son was, there would be a crisis in Amuna. What happened to all our tears? Were all those tefillahs in vain? So my husband asked Nachshin's Rosh Hashiva, who gave the eulogy, to please tell everyone that God did listen to our prayers and He collected all of our tears. But just like a father would always like to say yes to all of his children's requests, sometimes he has to say no, although the child might not understand why. Likewise, our Father in Heaven heard our prayers, and although we don't understand why, this time his answer was no. What courage, what faith. Hashem doesn't always answer yes. Sometimes for our own good, He must say no. Sometimes there isn't a happy ending to the story. There's no baby born. There's no miraculous recovery. Last Friday, Miriam Gittel Basimcha Meir was laid to rest. A true Ashes Chayel in every sense of the word. A few months ago when she was diagnosed with a dreaded disease, her friends and family sprung into action. 
They stormed the gates of heaven begging for a full shalema. Tehillim groups were set up and recited around the clock. Chala was taken by dozens of women as a schus for her recovery. People took on additional kabbalas. And when the diagnosis looked bleak, people intensified their tefillahs. But despite all the prayers and all the tears, word came down Thursday evening that she returned her holy neshama to its creator. We were shocked and bewildered. How can it be? A person that personified sympathy and kindness. A person that devoted her life to teach and educate the next generation. A person that dedicated her time to raise a family of Tamida Chachama. A giver of the highest caliber should be taken from us in the prime of our life. But despite all the heartache and all the sorrow, we have the faith to move forward. And we say, Baruch Dayan Emes. We remain Hashem's loyal servants. Because at the end of the day, we know with complete conviction that Hashem knows what He's doing. And we believe that all that Hashem does is ultimately for our benefit. Sometimes we see it right away. Sometimes it may take many years for us to realize it. And in some cases, we might not see it in our lifetime. But we have complete faith. Hashem is listening to all of our prayers. And no prayer goes to waste. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know it at the time. But he not entering the land of Eretz Yisrael was actually a tremendous benefit for Klai Yisrael. In fact, it saved the Jewish people from total annihilation. Chazal say, when the decree came down from Shemayim for the Jewish people to be destroyed, the Beis Amikdash stood before the Beis Din Shalmala and pleaded, please take me instead of your children. And Hashem acquiesced, and Shafach HaMasayel Eitzim Balavanim. And the Jewish people survived the Gezira. However, had Moshe led the Jewish people into Eretz Yisrael and built the Beis Amikdash, that Beis Amikdash could never have been destroyed. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu would have had to pour out his wrath on the Jewish people, Rechman Aslan. But now that it wasn't Moshe's Beis Amikdash, there was a possibility that it could be destroyed. So Hashem took out his anger on the sticks and stones of that grand edifice. And Klal Yisrael was spared. That's the message of Eschanan. And that's the message of Tisha B'av. For almost 2,000 years, every summer when Tisha B'av comes around, we close the lights and we sit down on the floor and mourn the loss of the Beis HaMikdash. We've been crying and mourning for so many centuries. All those righteous tzaddikim that preceded us, the Tanoam, the Maram, the Rishoyinam and Achroinam, our contemporary Gedolim, they all mourn the Kharban. And we still don't have Mashiach. We still weren't Zoycha to the third Beis HaMikdash. And we can start losing hope. And doubt starts creeping in. Why will he come to our generation? But that's the essence of Eschanan. That's the essence of Tefillah. We continue our faith and trust we have in Hashem. Even when we don't see immediate results, we still believe and never stop praying. And we never give up hope. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.